Bickley and Murata mornings. Social studies. Brought to you by CarolHasTheBuyers.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. I did not time my commercial break eating very well. <laughs> no, that's okay. Here we go. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Happy Friday, 902 on a Friday. There we go. There are we you, go. Are you going to admonish me for eating on the air? No, not you. <laughs> not you. <laughs> Yeah. You know what, what time it is. What are you shaking your head for, Ferret? <laughs> nothing, it. nothing. Say it. You're going to no, no, I, 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 I try. I, what? Are you I, looking I, for Ferret? The, no, no, the, the funny thing is, I very rarely do ever eat during the show. I usually mm-hmm. either eat really fast during commercial breaks or mm-hmm. before or after the show. That's true. But it's such a such a uh, a brand and image yes. that it's, I have that a, I'm just eating nonstop. It's a rarity for Vinny to be eating during the show, which is why I am giving him the hall pass. Very, very. Not- Are you eating something delicious at least? It's okay. I just it was like a low energy thing. I was like, oh, I was ah. feeling kind of shaky. Hey, you know? And not for nothing. How about those prices in that vending machine back there? Oh, my God. <laughs> thanks, Cambo. Yeah, thanks, Cambo. Uh, yeah. That, that was all me. Fuck. Thanks. I thank Lodge, you. For, you can afford th- it. Thank Gambo. you for co-signing for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Time fun. for some social studies. Yes, it is. Hey, you the value, you're getting a baby Ruth the size of your leg. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Uh, we're going to talk about snacks later on in social studies. Oh, of we course. are. Good. Oh, yes, we are. Let's start back. Yeah, exactly. We're going to start with some Phoenix Suns questions, though. Of course, with the first round starting on Sunday. At least their series starting on Sunday. The first round actually starts tomorrow. Elsewhere in the NBA. All right. Let's look at these four options to start off, guys. Looking at the series from the Suns' perspective, which of these four Suns' stars having a bad performance puts Phoenix in danger the most? Hmm. So who can they least afford to have a bad night from? That's, basically. that's, that's a very good question. It's, it's Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton. I'm going to vote Devin Booker. They can least afford to have a bad yeah, night from yeah. Booker. Yeah, I, I think KD is just so consistent. And and Devin can be hot and cold. Devin can be a bit streaky. What's that stat you told me off the air? Kevin Durant's lost how many playoff Six games in a row? Six consecutive playoff games. He doesn't, I mean, he's they're 20 and 1. He's 20 and that's 1 in his last 21 regular season games played. Yeah, but but that stat is also that's it stats very deceiving because one of those losses, the the second in that string of six, if his foot was an inch behind the line, they win the series. A game of inches. That's what I hear. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> what um, do you think, Vince? I would vote for Durant. They can least afford to have a bad night from Katie. Or a bad series. Bad nights, one thing. Bad series would put them in a, which I don't think will happen. I, I mean, yeah, fixed right on the money. He's so consistent. But that's my answer. Okay. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Sticking to it. Yes. Uh, like you guys, Katie and Devin Booker are very close in voting. Durant gets 32% of the vote. Devin Booker gets 30% of the vote as the player the Suns can least afford to have bad performances from. 21% say Chris Paul. 17% say DA. Isn't that interesting, though, after last uh, last postseason, the Chris Paul right. experience... When he just imploded. Yeah, still that low a percentage on the votes. Yeah, well, different team. The, the expectations yeah. for him have changed. The yeah. world's changing. Chuck Riley says, definitely Kevin Durant. Without him playing well, you're back to the guys from last year's roster that struggled in the first round. The loss of Mikel and Cam for a hypothetically underperforming playoff KD could become emotionally defeating to the team. 
Good point. Okay. Kaylin says Devin Booker is going to share a bigger burden than Durant because when the Clippers target Chris Paul in the backcourt, Booker will be the primary option to bring the ball up. If he tries to force things and make bad passes that learn to lead to turnovers, that could turn this series into a track meet, and that pace puts a lot of pressure on the Suns. All right. Dental Tech says DA is still a role player on this team. He had one of the best ever playoff outings two years ago. He needs to play near that level, parentheses, engaged, and not like a typical role player one night on, one night off. Jeffrey Masterson says KD's bad is better than half the league. <laughs> and that's not, there's not inaccurate. Yes. We got KD. Hey, that's something. That's something. something. I love that. Corey the Street says, I didn't vote for Durant because I didn't even know it's possible for him to be bad. Kind of like what you were saying earlier. Yeah. And then Seabacher44 says, the real answer is Monty Williams and the coaching staff. Players are, or playoffs are about adjustments, and he gets too loyal to certain guys sometimes. What do you guys think about that? Does he get too loyal? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I, certainly in the regular season. Mm-hmm. We saw him switch things up, and he got criticism for switching it up in that Dallas series last year, yeah. too, because the loyalty ran out to a couple of players. But yeah. he, he, he does have that propensity. Listen, every coach has their strengths and their weaknesses. Monty's got a lot of great stuff that he does. The the in-game, the schematics, the, he's definitely an inferior to Ty Lue in, in that realm. He's not the greatest in that realm, but he's very, very good in other ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, moving on to our next question. Still around the Suns and the NBA, though. It's actually a two-part question. We're asking for your bold predictions for this year's NBA playoffs. Mm -hmm. And we want to know your finals matchup. Who makes it to the finals? Yeah, I am going to pick the Phoenix Suns and the Boston Celtics to meet in the NBA finals. And I am going to predict, my bold prediction is going to be that if the NBA truly is rigged and crooked and corrupt, the Lakers are about to shoot six million free throws in their series against the Grizzlies. Because the NBA, if they if they were to rig series, you've got a team in L.A. that you would love to promote, and you got a team in Memphis that you would love to kind of... Yeah, get back in line this year. Yeah, let's not. Let's get you. Let's get you guys out of the picture for now. Mm -hmm. And so, what's going to happen is Jaron Jackson will get into foul trouble early, and then that's going to leave Dylan Brooks and John Morant to beat the Lakers, and they can't. So that's my prediction: that if the league is rigged on any level, that is the series you're going to see it in. But everybody will will be able to say, but the Lakers shoot a lot of free throws all the time. They get to the line. That's who they are as a team. But listen, if you take Jaron Jackson off the floor, and the Lakers have done this to him before. He's gotten into foul trouble against the Lakers before. Yes. And that's that's where if you wanted to play that game, if you were the NBA, that that's you got a you got an easy path to do it. Finals prediction, admittedly, a good deal of heart involved in this. I'm going with a rematch of twenty twenty one. Bucks and Suns. I'd like that. Mm-hmm. Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Love that guy. Used to love that guy. <laughs> uh, my bold prediction is Dylan Brooks will injure another player this postseason. Ooh. But unlike last year, someone will injure Dylan Brooks. And maybe just with a punch in the face. Oh. And I'm nominating Wenyan Gabriel as that guy. Wenyan. Oh. Wenyan Gabriel will punch Dylan Brooks in the face. Wow, that is a bold prediction. Yeah. Okay. I had a vision last night. <laughs> I'm going to put five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, get to our listeners' bold predictions and finals. Picks, Arizona sports enthusiast, says his bold prediction is the Suns win it all. Don't think that's bold? Look at our history. Ouch. Oren Keene says the Sacramento Kings will be the only California team left in the second round. Wow. So that is Kings bold. the Kings knock out the Warriors. That's good. Lakers lose to the Grizzlies. Clippers That's lose good. To the Clippers Suns. lose to the Suns. That's good. That is bold. That's a good prediction. It, yes, Oren Keene will hold you to it. Uh, Josh Perlman is predicting a Suns-Cavaliers finals. So that's, that's bold. bold. That's very bold. Very bold. Um, Kings beat the Warriors in seven, says Alex. He predicts Suns versus Bucks for the finals. Big Panda also predicts Suns versus Bucks. Daylight Film says the Kings win the whole enchilada. The Kings? The Kings. Wow. Bold predictions. We asked for them. That's bo- that's about as bold as it gets. Yes. I know they're the three seed, but that's bold. They wouldn't win the whole enchilada at a uh, lunch giveaway at Mikayo's. <laughs> Whoa, babe. <laughs> All right. Let's transition into food talk then, shall we? For our final question of social studies, your go-to snack when you're watching a big sporting event like, I don't know, the NBA playoffs. Do you have a go-to? Chips of some sort. I've, I've kind of... Recently, I had a bad. I got a bad bag of potato chips, and it kind of turned me off potato chips. No, so now it's more to the tortilla. Chips. I didn't know there was such a thing as a bad bag. A bad, of potato like they were chips. soggy or something. No, they were too like too thick. Okay, oh. like hard to bite into. Yeah, not not enough crisp. And this is for yeah. a brand that's not normally like that. So, uh, a tortilla Sad. chip with salsa. Yeah. Okay. By you, Bic. Some call it chips and salsa. <laughs> <laughs> it's this delicious dish. I gotta tell you, chips and salsa. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I think maybe some dots pretzels works for me. Oh. Is beer a snack? It, it, yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. I thought we established it's a meal. Yes. It's a meal, right? <laughs> That's big long triangles of pizza. That's Jarrett's vote. Yep. Big long triangles. What do you think of pizza, Jarrett? Oh, it's my favorite thing, man. I've been having just like off and on heartburn and indigestion for weeks now. <laughs> oh no! And every time. <laughs> no, that no. Every I, time I, I, I actually empathize with no, you. No, no, it's terrible. It's terrible, and I, I'm. As you guys know, my favorite food are tomato-based things. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Somebody loves food as much as you? Yeah, every time I try it, I get, like, mostly better. I sabotage myself with something very... So you could be like Vinny and just not have a heart. (laughs) Solve the issue that way. Can't have heartburn if you don't have a heart. (laughs) There you go. You figured it out. Damn, Bickley! (laughs) Bickley the Ruthless! (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. All right, Quickly run through these responses. We have chips and homemade guac. We have popcorn. We have sunflower seeds, cocktail meatballs, stuffed wow. mushrooms, wings, oh. pizza, cheese. Oh. Oh. What do you think of cocktail oh. meatballs, Jared? <laughs> Delicious uh, stuffed yeah. mushrooms. Yeah. Oh. Dildo says nachos are the best food presentation. Dot PowerPoint. <laughs> 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 and congratulations, Dan Bickley. You worked. In my world. I didn't think it was going to be one of those days, but. 57% for Dan Bickley. Millennium Falcon outside the box there. Yes. 18% for you, Jarrett. 16% for me. 9% for you, Vince. 9%. I know. uh, The people in the the comments are saying that this is rigged against you. I made this joke on Twitter. (laughs) I'll make it on the air, too, that when we picked the boats and ships for Mock My World, I should have picked the boat that is pulling Mock My World because it's Jump the Shark. (laughs) I love that.
And I said, if Sarah beats me this week, I'm quitting. Well, I beat you. <laughs> you did. I quit. You guys Bye. can finish the show on your... No. Uh, thank you, Sarah. Social studies every day at 9 o'clock. Coming up next, we'll get the, the Suns perspective heading into the postseason from our very own Kellen Olson. That is next. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bitly and Murata mornings. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. 100%. You know, I'm confident in, in what we got here. You know, we have everybody locked in. You know, we have guys with a lot of experience, guys with little. Um, but, you know, it's a good mess. Devin Booker, 100% confident in what the Suns have as the playoffs get underway Sunday, 5 o'clock at Footprint Center for Game 1. Here to talk about that series from ArizonaSports.com. Our own Suns insider, Kellen Olson, joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Kellen, good morning. How are you? Morning. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Book is 100% confident in what the Suns have entering the postseason. Uh, Are you 100% confident in what the Suns have? Yeah, for sure. Uh, they have that guy and Kevin Durant, you know, and Chris Paul and DeAndre. And I don't think it has to be much more complex than that. I, I think we all would have liked to see about 15 or 20 more games with those four plus the pieces around them for them to establish a bit more chemistry, continuity and all that kind of stuff. But with that being said, I think especially with how the West is lined up this year, they're going to be able to build a lot of that on the run there. And then I think once they get to the last two rounds, which is where I believe they'll be the West Current Finals and the Finals, They'll have some stuff that they've built up, like that chemistry, that continuity that I'm talking about. And I think they're in a really good position to, to take down that first championship that everyone's been waiting for. Uh, I'm with you on that. Um, I love Devin Booker's analogy about foot. this feels like an NFL game. We're played on Sunday. You get a week to prepare. I'm curious what you think Ty Lue might do with that time and his defensive matchups. Yeah, typically those kinds of um, adjustments or whatever you want to call them, like getting into that playbook and and doing some weird stuff, typically coaches like to save that for the middle of the series. Usually you go out there and try your base stuff, right, and and kind of see where it goes from there. We've seen that a lot of the times, in fact, over the last two years for the the postseason, and I think that's where – Ty Lue's head will be at, too. I think that the big question in all of this and the story that I'll have up to wrap up my previous series on ArizonaSports.com this morning is on Josh Akogi and how they're going to defend him specifically. They could do some weird stuff there. They could put a weak defender on him, sure, and, and just kind of leave him there in the corner and have someone help off of him that won't be have to guard Devin Booker or Kevin Durant or, or Chris Paul, right? But they could put a Vika Zubac over there. They could put their center over there and have Zubac kind of hang around around the rim and just leave Akogi completely over there. You could put Kawhi Leonard on him and have Leonard just be the helper all over the floor off of him. There's some interesting stuff that they can do because of Akogi being out there offensively and defenses being okay with leaving him there. But with that being said, I think there's only so many... I don't think there are any right answers defending this team. I think that's kind of been my point in watching them over those eight games. But there's only so much that you can do even when a, a non-shooting threat like Josh Akogi is out there. I just think that there's only so much you can do 
watching those other four guys on the floor. And I think we're going to see that even from a great mind like Ty Lue, who's going to make a judgment mid-series. There's only so much you can do. And I think we're going to see examples of that really quickly. Kellen Olson, Arizona Sports, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. The Akogi the point you bring up is an interesting one because the way we've seen this unfold and with him being that fifth guy, he's going to get opportunity to shoot the ball. He's been empowered to shoot the ball. That's Monty Williams' belief as you're open, shoot it. But how short is that leash, do you think, for Josh if he does have one of those bad shooting games where he starts out 0 for 5, 0 for 6 from 3. Uh, how, how quick do you think the hook is uh, for Monty Williams to make a change there? Yeah, we saw it in the in the Dallas game, right? Mm-hmm. That was the third game that Kevin Durant played. Akogi was 3 for 13 in that game, 0 for 8 from 3. He comes out with 8 minutes left in the third quarter, and then he's pretty much never in the game again except for this possession with 11 seconds left in the game. And I think that it all depends on how confident Monty and his staff feel in the other pieces, right? Like, is there a huge drop-off from Josh Okogie to Torrey Craig, or if they want to just go more all-out offense, guys like Damian Lee and Terrence Ross, where if they leave them in the corner, like they're going to knock down that shot. Damian Lee was 47% this year on catch-and-shoot threes. Terrence Ross was 39. Those two guys are knockdown shooters in their own right. Shamit was at 40% this year as well. And I think he brings a bit more defensively if he wants more size. That's where you can go with T.J. Warner, Ish Wainwright. That's the thing. They've got options. So I think not only do you have a couple of guys to choose from, but there might be guys that are better suited for the for this type of matchup specifically. I think Torrey is going to play a lot in this series. I think that he's going to be a true six men in this series specifically. I think there might be other ones where he doesn't play as much, but you look at having, first of all, another option to defend Kawhi Leonard. I think that's where he can factor into the conversation for sure. But then just everything that you want out of rebounding and then just defensive versatility with all the switching and the size that you want when you're switching, I think it could be a big Torrey Craig series. I'm not sure if Josh Okogie will ever move out of the starting lineup. I think that they really value what he brings and just what he's established for himself this season and how much they're going to need him going forward and guarding ball handlers. But I do think that there could be big minutes in, in store for other reserves based on that. We know we know last year that for whatever the reasons, the, the Suns did not handle the pressure externally or internally very well. What do you think the importance of, of, of mental tenacity is going to be in this postseason to not get caught up in whistles and calls and refs and, and all that stuff? Yeah, it's going to be big, Dan, because I think the whole theme of this postseason <clears throat> for this team specifically is that their biggest enemy is just going to be themselves because there is no, I don't think anyone, if, if you don't pick the Suns to win the title or even the West, like, great, right? But I don't think anyone there with that kind of argument will argue that it's because the Suns have, don't have the highest ceiling out of any team. Like, they, they are capable of more than any other team in the league right now, so their biggest enemy is going to be themselves, not only from a performance perspective, but from things like that. And, and coming into this series, the Clippers have been a really good team, not only with drawing fouls, but limiting their fouls on the other end. And then, of course, the Suns have been one of the worst in both of those areas. So there is going to be a free-throw discrepancy in this series. Like, it is going to happen in some games and maybe for the entire series. And the Suns just have to keep their head when that's happening because it it just is going to happen. And that's really the only way that I see them losing this series. I, I know that you guys and other shows have been discussing your levels of, like, not necessarily fear, but how much of a series you think this will wind up being. I don't think it's going to be much of one. I think the Suns to win in five games, but the recipe for success for the Clippers is that they generate more free throws and they generate more threes. We're going to see a game somewhere in here where 
The Clippers hit 14, 17, 19 threes, and they're getting to the foul line more, and the Suns have to have this really great offensive game to even hang around. Like That is going to be one of these games, and they have to keep their head, particularly with the free throws and their defensive rotations on those threes in those situations because it's going to come up in this series. Real quick, before we let you go, Kellen, and we appreciate your time, the, the concern about campaign and his availability to start this series, where is it, uh, where should it be, and how do the Suns combat that if he can't go? I don't know, Vince, because we don't have any information. Uh, we, we asked Monty Williams yesterday for an update on those two, and we got nothing. So we're, we're going to have to wait for the injury report, it sounds like, on Saturday to see where that's at. Uh, back soreness and, and that typical kind of listing is, is a good sign, like Monty was saying, after the that game on Sunday. Like the, both of them, it was a contusion type of injury, so it wasn't anything serious. Uh, with, with that being said, we don't really have any information. We, we come into practice, like, typically now much later when it's over, so we, we haven't seen him out there on the court. Then again, we co- go in there and several guys are already off of the court by now compared to when we would go in a couple months ago, so there's less information we're getting there. So I don't know. Uh, I don't have a good answer, unfortunately. We'll ask again today. We'll see. All right, we'll see if we get something. Yeah, and a reminder <laughs> to make sure everybody follows KO. Kellen Olsen's stuff is fabulous. If you want every detail of Suns coverage, he will have you covered. Yes. Right, KO? On Twitter and at ArizonaSports.com. We're travel buddies again, Dan. Yes, I'm excited. Exactly. Looking forward to it, my man. <laughs> Thanks, Kellen. Thanks, guys. See you, buddy. Kellen Olsen, Arizona Sports. Uh, Suns insider joining us on the Arizona Sports line. Coming up next... Friday, 9.30, heading into the postseason. It's the Sports Kebab with Jared Carlin. I'm, I'm yeah. predicting some Disney stories. That's my prediction. We'll find out next. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Here we go. Final half hour of the show on this Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Bless you, Vince. Same to you. Whatever that was. It was a cough. Oh, okay. All right, we're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, doing a quick look at our poll question before we get into Jarrett's sports kebab. Whose career would be affected the most by a championship win with the Suns this year? Who would receive the biggest boost? Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, or Devin Booker? Who would get the biggest boost? Yes. Whose mm-hmm. career would be most affected? Oh, I think that's a, that's a I think fascinating question. question. I think it's KD. Because I, I really believe he wins here. He moves into the top ten all-time greats. There's that, but then there's also the you know, the pressure off of Chris Paul and that. Exactly, but, but he's, he's never going to win one. A, he's going to play such a marginalized role, I Is think. he, though? Yeah. Ah. Oh. We'll cast a vote for KD. Okay. Kevin Durant, vote placed. Chris Paul, 66% of the vote. Exercising his playoff demons, 28% say Devin Booker. Only 5% say Kevin Durant. All right. That's fascinating. That is fascinating. I did not expect those results. (laughs) That's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Are you joking? 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 It's sports news skewered. The sports kebab. Yes, we're joking. Came back from vacation yesterday. 
refreshed and ready to write well, comedy. Oh, yes. That is it. <laughs> when you wish upon us. Yes, guys. You know, as you know, as everybody knows, I just got back from Anaheim, California. It was actually bittersweet, guys. You know, I saw the magic. I got swept up in the atmosphere. And I wanted to believe that earnest, childlike hope that it would be rewarded with happiness. But as you get older, you know, you realize that despite all the money you spend, despite your expectations, despite a park filled with one-of-a-kind, larger-than-life characters, in the end, it's going to be a bit of a disappointment. But enough about the angels. <laughs> because in Anaheim, I actually went to Disneyland, and it was fantastic. In fact, it's really hard to get back to this miserable, monotonous life after that trip. Where is the merriment? Where is the merrymaking? Where is the magic? I mean, would it kill you humps to slap on a costume and dance around every now and then? <laughs> Oh, man, I love Disney, and when I'm there, I feel wonderful. I feel special. I'm treated differently. Now, to be fair, part of this special treatment was probably because I wore a tank top, and most people confuse me for either the Beast or Chewbacca. <laughs> take a lot of pictures. Uh, but unfortunately, that wasn't the only way I embarrassed my wife on the trip, and I... I feel bad because she is a Disney fanatic. She watches all these online videos of vloggers and bloggers and people that go around the Disney parks and video themselves. Okay. It's the kind of people that are you know, very famous for YouTube clips and never actually do anything in real life. You know, like Zion Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt a bit embarrassed. Uh, like, for example, we were on the new Star Wars ride and we were being attacked by this scary, hideous deformed space monster and she said I killed the mood by asking the alien loudly what it was like to be commissioner of the NBA <laughs> and then then we went on a couple of roller coasters and apparently I didn't react in the bravest way let me put it this way I screamed so loud and often that the Raptors missed 15 free throws <laughs> Yeah, did you see those clips of the uh, Bulls player DeMar DeRozan's daughter screaming mm -hmm. during Raptors free throw attempts in Toronto? Yeah, it worked too. They kept missing. I mean, I haven't seen someone distract Raptors like that since a shirtless Jeff Goldblum. Oh boy. Yeah. Speaking of kids, that's one of the best parts of being at Disneyland. You know, seeing the smiles on the children's faces, especially when they see their favorite characters. There was this great section in Toontown. They just, you know, redid it. It was recreating a classic cartoon where they had Piglet and Rabbit and Tigger, and they were all gathered around a, a stuck, honey-eating Andy Reid. And... <laughs> I thought that was adorable. But there are some crazy people there, though. Uh, some people you got to watch out to. I mean, especially if they had a few cocktails. Like, they sell alcohol at this place. And some of those parents took in more booze than Kyler Murray at a Coyotes game. Oh, man. Uh, how do you boo Kyler Murray? Come on. Now, another negative thing about Disney is it's so crowded. I mean, how crowded is it? Long lines, congested areas. And when a ride opens... People get physical and they're swinging their arms like they're Rudy Gobert on a T-Wolves bench. <laughs> How about that story of Rudy Gobert punching a teammate during a game? 
Not surprisingly, that led to chaos and other fights. Since, you know, most things Gobert do, does are contagious. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. It is refreshing for once to see a French NBA player, you know, hit on his teammate instead of his teammate's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Fair Parker. Now, speaking of the NBA, that is one thing that I really felt while I was in California since all four teams made the playoffs. The Lakers, the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Kings and people in California could not be more interested and exciting about the Lakers and Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the Suns are actually playing one of those other teams, which brings us to yes, Jared Karnak, the magnificent. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, first one here. Uh, uh, Clippers and the Sun. Clippers and the Sun. Clippers and the Sun. Clippers and the Sun. Yeah. Uh, name two things I didn't see during the pandemic. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, here's one. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Cliff Kingsbury, and Daniel Snyder. Patrick Damn. Mahomes, Kingsbury, and Daniel Snyder. Yeah. Uh, name someone who is handsomely paid. Someone who's handsome and paid, and someone who's handsy and paid. Oh, <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> One more here. We got uh, the baseball one, I think. I'm not quite sure. Uh, Andrew Chafin. Andrew <laughs> Chafin. Andrew oh, Chafin. Where's yeah. this going? Andrew Chafin. Uh, what is Dice Clay doing when he tries to fit in his jeans from the 80s? Chafin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, finally it is playoff time. Finally, finally playoff time Sunday. Oh, the Suns. And uh, in conclusion, I expect the Suns' playoff run to be a lot like Disney. A little goofy, some Mickey Mouse calls, and it ultimately leaving me saying, what the duck? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Yes, sir. That was right. We got Disney story. Yes, yeah, so it was Disney themed. And another unwarranted attack on Andy Reid and Adam Silver. Uh, <laughs> you can follow Jared on Twitter at Jared GC, J A R R E T T G C. Join Burns and Gambo at the Top Golf Swing Suite at Gila River Resorts and Casinos today from 2 to 6 p.m. They'll be giving away Suns playoff t shirts, water bottles, and backpacks. Plus, you can meet Suns legend Tom Chambers from 5 to 6. If you meet Tom Chambers, ask him what he thinks about Bickley's hair. Yes. <laughs> ask him why he doesn't answer my texts. <laughs> that too. And to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details. Must be 21 years or over to attend the event. Coming up, some final thoughts heading into the weekend that will include Suns Playoff Basketball. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Song of the Day. All right, stop. 
collaborate and listen. <laughs> we should sample this for a rap song. Oh, that'd be, that's a great yeah, idea. Great idea, right? Did you, uh, did you read the story about how Diddy or Puff Daddy, whatever he calls himself these days, he sampled a police song without Sting's permission? Really? I'll, I'll be missing you, that one? Yes. Yeah. It, it, he, he said he's, he has to send police or send Sting a $5,000 check every day. <laughs> every day. Every day. That was the judgment against him. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's uh-huh. pretty funny. Uh, today's song, Under Pressure, a great collaboration, by the way, between... What was his Freddie Mercury's real name? Farouk? Farouk Mercury. <laughs> Farouk Bulsara? That's, That's it. it. That's Good it. job. Yeah. Thanks, Google. Um, Freddie Mercury and David Bowie. Under pressure. Because of, you know. David Jones, you mean. Between Farouk Bussoura and David Jones. That was that's right, that was David Bowie's real name. Oh, okay. Didn't want to be confused with the guy from the monkeys. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> or the guy with who captains the flying Dutchman. That's that right. too. The guy with the locker. locker. Yeah, the guy with the locker. There you go. The There's locker a, with you. Under pressure today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. You know who I miss? Who do you miss? Lauren. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Catching strays there, Jared. My bad. Sorry. Um, This was pointed out. I read this in a... In a preview story for the playoffs uh, from Kirk Goldsbury of uh, ESPN. Since 2012, the NBA has handled handed out 11 finals MVP trophies. Ten of those have gone to players currently suiting up for teams seeded fourth or lower in the West. Is that not remarkable? That's unbelievable. Steph Curry last year. LeBron James in 2020, Kawhi Leonard in 2019, Kevin Durant in 17 and 18, James in 16, Andre Iguodala, yes, he's wow. still around in 2015, Kawhi Leonard in 14, and LeBron in 2012 and 2013. That's the something. only player in that span to win a Finals MVP award that's not currently in the Western Conference bracket is Giannis in 2021. Huh. Isn't that ridiculous? That's really crazy. Yeah. Uh, Suns and Clippers, they get started on Sunday. And, of course, we've got you covered, not just here for the rest of today and your chance to win Suns tickets uh, still. If you text ticket to 620-620, you can get registered for that. But on Sunday, expanded coverage. Tim Ring will have the uh, Arizona Sports Playoff Preview Show starting at 3.30. And then uh, Al McCoy, Tim Kempton, John Bloom take over at 4.30, tip off a little bit after 5 o'clock. And, of course, we'll get you covered with reaction. I'm so glad the preview, the ramp-up is over. It's over. And we get to react. Yes. Starting on Monday. Yes. Good or bad. And hopefully yeah. good. Suns in five. Vinny, Suns in five. So you're going, I'm you're going the with Kellen my... Olsen route. Yeah. I, I, I said this earlier in the week, and, yeah. I, and nothing has dissuaded me. I, I Yeah, I think this is going to be um, a lopsided series. I would love, be close, I would love for that to happen mm-hmm. in five, because, again, it would mean Suns fans of Footprint Center would get to actually witness in person 
the clinching of a series, which hasn't happened since... It had to have happened in the 2010 season wow. for the last time. Wow. wow. And if it doesn't go six, then everyone can focus on the NFL draft when at, well, you know, without having to go back and forth. Yeah, that would be the that. same day as game six. There is that. That is true. Uh, this is a rematch of the 2021 Western Conference Finals, of course, but the teams look completely different. Uh, man, I can't wait for this to get started. I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with my original prediction as well. Suns in six. Okay. I think it's going to be uh, maybe a little bit, I'm not saying bumpy in terms of losses, mm-hmm. but I think the first couple games are going to be real rough for the Suns. Really? Okay. But I think they'll find a way to get, get the wins in both. I think one of the first two is going to be a blowout, but we'll see. Really? Well, yeah, we'll see. That's what, that's what we're reduced to. It's just, <laughs> what's going to happen? We don't know what's going to happen. Let's sit back and enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. That's going to do it for us. Have a great, safe weekend. Uh, like I said, we'll be back Monday morning with all your son's reaction starting at 6 o'clock. Uh, thanks to George Sedano, Kellen Olson for joining us. Thanks to you for hanging out as well. Wolf and Luke are up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. But as we do on Fridays, we leave you with a taste of the week. That was. Enjoy. And I'm going to go with beer for the it's got to be cold and oh, not warm. And here, people say here. that's not a food. It is when it makes up 75% of your caloric intake. <laughs> Damn near a lot Hashtag of facts, people. <laughs> They've got a final two times, two times, two time finals. I love describing gifts over the radio. <laughs> I don't think your body really matters in the, in the grand scheme of things. It's not like I'm a Disney dork. Oh, you know I thought I mean? you were a Disney no, dork. No, no, no. He was a Disney dad dork. I was a Disney dad dork. He was a oh. dork and a Disney he dad. A- what a dork. What a dork. What a dork. What a, what a junk. Back. Back. Back, baby. Oh, that my God. The-, the Apple guitar player died. I, I, I can't go on. Jose Avocado. And Rudy Hachimama. <laughs> Jonas Valenchelania. Chalada. It's not my bag, baby. Okay, I cannot do that accent, so I'm going to be Scottish. <laughs> Make it worth your while. How about a fresca? Where's your drill, Sergeant Son? <laughs> Blown up, sir. You're finished. What's in the box? What's if, in the box? If they open <laughs> lives in a pineapple barnacle. Do you have to let it dangle? Do you have to? Do you have to? Lingering beef. Dangling beef. Buried beef. Orin said nothing of Devin Booker's butt. Keep squatting. Keep squatting. Wall is undefeated. I took out a lot of people's ankles with that stroller. <laughs> Good lordus. G-O-O-D. M-E-A-T-B-U-M. S-H-I-T. Acting like a complete jackass. That would have been me.